Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. This afternoon, the Bastrop County Sheriff's Office is updating us on a cold case that's decades old. Plans to speak at 3.30 this afternoon on that 1979 case where a woman was found dead off Highway 290. That woman remains unidentified. Attorneys for the Austin police officer accused of murder are asking a judge for a change of venue for the upcoming trial in October. They claim Christopher Taylor can't get a fair trial. Taylor is accused of shooting and killing Michael Ramos in 2020. A judge declared a mistrial in May following issues with jury selection in Taylor's first trial. Visitors are now allowed to swim in Hamilton Pool near the beach area. This was closed because of high bacteria levels. You're still limited in what parts of the water you can go into, though, because of some falling rocks there. And we're following some breaking news from overnight. Five homes destroyed as a brush fire burns in North Texas. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis. The fire is burning near Blum, that's northeast of Hillsborough and I-35. As of last night, the Texas A&M Forest Service says the fire is 20% contained. It burned around 250 acres. This is just north of Lake Whitney. It started around 6.30 yesterday evening. In addition to the five homes destroyed, 25 other buildings are being threatened right now. Firefighters have not said what started that fire. As persistent triple-digit temperatures and dry conditions increase, so does the wildfire danger for much of our state. The Texas A&M Forest Service is urging Texans to be cautious with outdoor activities that create sparks. The risk for wildfire activity will remain elevated through the first week of August, and very hot and dry conditions are likely to continue. And good morning to both of you and to all of you. Yeah, good morning. Very hot yesterday. Yes, Oof. very hot. And uh, we, we see only a subtle drop in temperature by a degree uh, in uh, Friday's forecast. But then as we head into next week, it's going to get hotter mm. again. Tough. Sorry about that. Kristen is back in town after attending a weather conference, and she'll actually be in at noon today. And then we'll be back on this shift for Friday. We start out with a live look from our KXAN Tower Cam atop our rooftop. It is 80 degrees in central Austin. Temperatures in the upper 70s to 82 degrees at Georgetown, 80 at Cameron, 80 also right now at Camp Mabry. Out in the hill country, temperatures are in the upper 70s at Mason, 78, and at Lano, where it is 79. Relative humidity, which yesterday during the afternoon fell into the 20s, now back up into the 60s in most of the hill country, 70s and 80s to 90s in our eastern counties. We expect this, but those humidity levels again will drop off as we get later on into the day. Our current heat indices are running in the low to mid 80s, a few still in the mid to upper 70s. So this morning, sunshine through the noon hour with fair weather clouds. And we'll see more of those clouds arrive during the afternoon, just like we had on Wednesday with our forecast high back up at 103. Seven day forecast will come your way in our next weather segment. Back to you. Thank you, Rich. A woman being held hostage is now free. Police say she thought two people were helping her as she was trying to cross the border into the U.S. Austin police arresting them, saying they threatened to hurt her if her family didn't pay them. Investigators say the smuggling case appears to be an emerging trend. KXAN's Brianna Hollis tells us what happened and how businesses across the city stay vigilant. You've seen it or you may know about it. 
You can actually call this 1-800 number. Signs like this are just one of the measures the general manager of Red Rose Adult Club takes to make sure his crew is vigilant about spotting human trafficking or smuggling. Talking about humans. APD's latest arrest on this front involves eight pages, two arrests, one survivor held against her will. Complainant had been contacted by uh, suspects that were helping to assist smuggle his sister into the United States of America. The survivor's journey began in Mexico, where police say her brother paid two people $5,000 to take his sister across the border. The suspects got her into Austin, and that's when what the family hoped to be a success story brought on a new narrative. The suspects were demanding another $5,800, uh, otherwise they threatened to take the victim back to Mexico, where they threatened her with additional serious bodily injury or even death. After the threat, police say the brother called APD for help. Over a course of 19 hours, we were able to make contact finally and recover the victim and arrest the suspects. Lieutenant Jim Beck says cases like this have become more common. It seems to be an emerging trend right now, uh, just with the arrangement and then extorting for more money. More wear that it goes on everywhere. Back at Red Rose, management is ahead of the problem, meeting with police multiple times a year, so they're prepared to track any warning signs. Tell us what to look for, be vigilant, how to act. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Austin police coordinated the arrest with 60 sworn and civilian personnel from local, state, and federal agencies. This is the 16th smuggling victim APD has been able to recover this year. Human trafficking is also a concern. Going in depth, there are resources in Austin to help victims and to educate the public on the dangers of human trafficking. The Safe Alliance is one place that offers public presentations as well as private educational training. These include how to spot red flags and where people in a particular business or industry might be victims. The Safe Alliance also has a 24-hour hotline for anyone who has a suspected trafficking situation, abuse, or just needs somebody to talk to. You can call or text the number on your screen. Lim Pass, this is now under stage five water restrictions, and this is due to a water main break in Kempner. The restrictions call for a limit to all unnecessary water use. Post also saying that due to the size and depth of the water main, it could be until tonight or even longer until it is fixed. The latest on Hunter Biden's hearing and how his deal with prosecutors unraveled. And what a former U.S. intelligence official had to say about his encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena. Good morning, a live look up from our Ewalt Kubota camera in Georgetown. We're kicking off this Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here on KXAN News Today. President Joe Biden's son pleaded not guilty to three charges, and this is after an expected plea deal in this case, his snag. Hunter Biden's planned plea agreement unraveled when the judge raised questions about the terms of the agreement. NBC News' Ryan Nobles reports from Delaware on the situation ahead of today. It was truly an outcome that no one expected. Hunter Biden, the president's son, walked into this courtroom on Wednesday expecting to put his legal troubles behind him. 
but instead the judge presiding over the case deciding that she did not like the parameters of the agreement that he had reached with federal prosecutors. That means the two sides have to walk away and come up with a new deal and do so within 30 days. Over the course of this hearing, the prosecution also revealing that Biden is still under investigation beyond the scope of this agreement what it means politically and legally for the president's son and the president himself coming up this morning on the Today Show. After years of delays, progress in the securities fraud case against suspended Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, there's gonna be a hearing on August 3rd, case recently returning to Harris County. Paxton is facing felony charges accused of defrauding investors in a tech startup. He was indicted back in 2015 and this criminal case is separate from Paxton's impeachment trial slated for September. How the data from dangerous crashes in Austin to which city pools are open may all be wrong. And new complaints as safety concerns in UT's West Campus are increasing. The Dallas Cowboys begin training camp and Austin FC picks up a new player. That's all coming up later in sports. Keep it in. Hey there, good morning. It is 4.45 on this Thursday morning. Oof, ready for Friday. It's just around the corner. Hopefully you have a fun day in store as we look live here from our Indeed Domain Tower camera. Beautiful shot of Q2. One of my favorite cameras that we have yeah, available. What we thought we knew about everything from dangerous crashes in Austin to which city pools are open may be wrong. A new audit shows Austin's data portal may have hundreds of thousands of records off. And it's happened with some of the most used data sets where we get our information from. KXAN's Grace Reader is breaking down what the city is trying to do to fix this. From this map, which shows open pools, to pinpointing dangerous intersections, to 311 calls in your neighborhood, Austin's open data portal is supposed to make all of that information available to you, but a new audit report shows that may not be the case. There's a bunch of different reasons why our data wasn't matching, and each data set had its own unique situations. The city auditor's office found in some cases, like the city's pools map, departments in Austin just aren't inputting data manually, like they should. Pool data wasn't being updated, and we learned that it wasn't being updated because the person who had been updating it had retired from the city, and nobody really knew that they were supposed to be doing it until we brought that to their attention. And in other data sets like 311 calls and traffic incident reports, those were being underreported by a lot, the report found, which not only impacts your ability to get accurate data, but could also be impacting city policy, the report said. Sometimes departments like us and other departments that are collaborating uh, may go to the open data portal for their own uses. Interim city manager Jesus Garza told us he's going to correct the issues found in the audit and said the city's going to discuss new training and appointing a department to oversee the data portal. Both are recommendations made by the audit. You ought to be able to look at accurate data. Grace Reader, KXAN News. The report also recommends the city makes the data easier for people to read and stripping outdated data from the portal. Going in depth, here's one example of how a city audit helped provide new resources after the winter storm of 2021. An audit suggested Austin Travis County officials set up resource hubs across the city and county for widespread events like extreme weather. Last September, the city announced its plan for a network of resilience hubs designed to help people during emergencies. 
He also just installed a lot of those generators at the EMS and fire stations yeah, because little by they little. realized they didn't have them when we lost power. There's a I track the city's websites for the police and the fire department for crashes every single day. And there are many times where a crash has cleared, but it hasn't cleared right. the website. I've got to kind of look at multiple sources to get Hopefully the, that the latest data. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, a heartwarming story of sisterhood and how the childhood reunion of one set of triplets helped solidify their unbreakable bonds. So this started more than 30 years ago when a Colorado mom had triplets. Due to personal and financial challenges, she decided to give up two of her babies to adoption. While one sister grew up knowing she was a triplet, the two other sisters didn't find out until they were older. They decided to put two babies up for adoption. They were not well off financially. And again, my mom was 100% deaf, so that further complicated the situation. Made both of them believe that they wouldn't be able to raise three children successfully. Now all three have reunited. They are in Austin and they host a podcast together. This morning they're talking about their unique childhood that included living with two sets of loving parents, mm. but keeping in touch through handwritten letters back and forth. Wow, what a story. And they've, yeah, and they've since moved to Austin. It was, yeah. I, I was reading more about this, um, mom knew that the two, she said, were meant to be together. They had bonded in Stop, a special Stop, you're gonna way. make me cry. I know, <laughs> I know, and now they're, all three of them are together. Literally could cry at a oh, drop yeah. of a dime while pregnant. <laughs> it's a true problem, so we, got we gotta watch it. Oh, we got you covered, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll handle you. We'll be just fine, yeah. it'll be just fine. Just <laughs> squeeze my hand. All right, uh, we're going to be talking about temperatures a little lower for one day and then scooting back up at right now. Uh, the placid of this view, from the Austonian weather cam downtown, temperatures in the upper 70s to low 80s right now. Yesterday, we dropped a degree. Our high temperature yesterday, 103. Six shy of the record, five above normal. We will have another day of a 103 today. Yesterday, by the way, 19th day in a row of a high of uh, 100 or higher. We're going to be in first place by next week as we continue to go through time. We're at 90.8 still for the hottest start to a July ever, uh, barely above what happened a year ago at this time. Our temperatures this morning at uh, 536 o'clock will be in the lower 80s. We'll warm back into the low to mid 90s by noon and then peak at 99 to 103 for the majority of our high temperatures this afternoon. As we get into humidity, the humidity levels, which are in mostly the 60s, 70s and 80s right now with a few 90s well east and a few 50s up in the northwestern hill country. By 1230 this afternoon, we're in the 30s for most of the area. By 6 o'clock, we drop into the low to mid 20s, so the air will dry out somewhat this afternoon. But again, that heat just makes it feel a little more uncomfortable. Heat index this afternoon will climb to 101 to 105. That was our maximum heat index yesterday. High pressure still over New Mexico. It is going to go uh, through New Mexico up into Colorado by Saturday and then further into the uh, Colorado area by uh, Sunday, but then it comes back 
and that means more of this intense heat temperatures even getting a little bit hotter. And here is the uh, non-rain profile that we've been showing for a few days along with the Saharan dust. We had that hazy sky yesterday blending with the sun and clouds. So today's air quality forecast is for moderate levels of the fine particulate matter. 103 today, 102 Saturday, 106 back to those numbers Monday and Tuesday. An Ohio police officer who unleashed his canine officer on an unarmed black man has been fired. Circleville Police Department faced some questions after the release of body camera footage, and that shows Officer Ryan Speakman releasing that dog on a suspect whose hands were in the air. He was fired two days after police announced it had placed him on administrative leave. If you or a loved one is in college, you want to be on the lookout for fraudulent internship officers. Austin Community College saying students have been getting emails that look like they're coming from ACC faculty, but they're not. They're actually uh, from someone else. The messages say students were chosen for a paid internship. Students then get a fake check and are directed to buy supplies from a shell company using that money. But only after they make those purchases, the bank tells them the check was fraudulent. If you've received any of these emails, contact ACC police immediately. The House Oversight Subcommittee on National Security held a hearing on unidentified aerial phenomena. It heard testimony from three former members of the military and intelligence communities about those encounters, which they all say are underreported. David Fravor, a former Navy commander, and Ryan Graves, a former Navy pilot, both say they have spotted UAPs. They are calling on Congress to help remove the stigma associated with reporting such sightings and make the reports more transparent and available to the public. David Grush, a former U.S. intelligence official, told the members of the panel that he had knowledge of a multi-decade UAP retrieval program when asked by the panel. In possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. Do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries, yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. The subcommittee's chairman says they're going to look for more answers in a confidential setting. As cities and counties throughout Central Texas are working to develop regional trail systems, one nonprofit is aiming even bigger. It wants a 100-mile trail network linking Austin and San Antonio. The Great Springs Project wants to connect four springs in between the two cities, including Barton Springs and San Marcos Springs. The idea launched more than two years ago, but this week, the CEO told KXAN the nonprofit completed the trail alignment plan and has started working with landowners. The, the heartbeat of Central Texas and the heartbeat of the hill country is the Edwards Aquifer. It, it, it is one of the incredible ecological gifts uh, in the world. We've got more details on the project, next steps, including its endorsement from actor Matthew McCon McConaughey, all online right now at kxan.com. Search Great Springs Trail.
This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. Even though the temperatures display that it's still very much summer, there's one big sign that fall is near, and that's the start of football. Training camp began around the NFL, and Dallas Cowboys got things started with their first day of practice on Wednesday in their usual spot, Oxnard, California. Dak Prescott and the crew has plenty of optimism regarding the upcoming season, even if things didn't end that great last year. Dallas had a great regular season, but slipped and fell hard in the playoffs, losing to the 49ers. Slate is, slate is wiped clean, of course, and Dallas believes they are as good as anyone in the league and are ready to handle whatever comes their way with success. It's about winning the championship, and I, I don't I don't shy away from that at all. And everybody today should think should feel that they can win the championship. You know, they may not talk about it, but um, you know, we feel very strongly about who we are as a team, and we look forward to all the challenges and the adversity that's going to come every year. It comes at you a little different. You know, patterns sometimes are the same. Uh, but that, that, that's, that's what it takes to win in this league, and that's the beauty of it. All right, MLS, Amro Tarek was waived, but Austin FC picked up a new player, acquiring defender Matt Hedges from Toronto FC. Hedges will stay with Austin FC through the end of the 2024 season with options for 25 and 26. Hedges is in his 12th season in MLS. He spent 10 years with FC Dallas, where he was a three-time All-Star, last earning that distinction in 2019. And finally, the U.S. women's national team tied their match with Netherlands last night in the FIFA World Cup, their second match of group play. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. How two cities in Central Texas are working together to clarify their school zones and speed limits for drivers. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.